Welcome or welcome back to episode 189 of the Joy Loving Home podcast. I am hoping you have arrived here after having listened to episode 188. And the reason being is this episode is going to piggyback on that a little a little bit. So if you haven't listened and you have a second, <laughs> shoot back and listen to 188 and then continue on here. I titled this Making Decisions with our ADHD, choosing the lesser evil. The reason why I wanted to lean into this is I actually had a few people comment in the group after listening to the last episode that they had always assumed their issue was being overwhelmed. They were just living in a constant state of being overwhelmed. And it hadn't occurred to them to question whether they were underwhelmed. And it sort of opened this whole aha for them, because there's a lot of nuances to the ADHD brain where I explained in the last episode that a lot of what we're doing doing is balancing on this very fine line between overwhelmed and underwhelmed, and how do we keep ourselves sort of moving balanced in the middle. So if you're curious about that, like I said, go back and listen to that. But I want to lean into this today. We're going to just see some different thoughts around how to keep ourselves in sort of that balancing act of a middle. A wise person once said, everybody is a genius, but if you judge a fish by its ability to climb a tree, it will live its whole life believing that it's stupid. Well, fish, quit trying to climb trees while getting advice from well-intentioned monkeys. It's time to jump in the water and learn how to swim with the current of your life. I'm Joy, a professional organizer, mom of four, and fellow fish brain. If you're looking for a place to get understanding, encouragement, and ideas for your home that actually fit how your brain thinks, then I'm glad you're here. Let's ditch the type A advice and embrace what makes our brains and our homes unique. Together, we can have a joy-loving home. So I was originally going to call this the catch-22 of ADHD, (laughs) but I am a little on the older side, so I don't know how familiar that phrase is anymore to younger people. Um, If you're not familiar with catch-22, and I always like to look up the origins of things, and I have to say I, I knew it meant it was sort of an impossible scenario. But I didn't know that it came from the military, that they actually have a, an army regulation called the Catch-22. It was actually made famous in a 1961 novel by the name and later a film. Um, the novel was by Joseph Heller, but he has the, the main character faking madness in order to avoid some dangerous combat missions. The fact that he is sane enough to know that he should want to avoid them (laughs) proves his sanity. That sort of catch-22 is putting yourself in an impossible situation because acting in one way proves against the other. Probably a more, quote-unquote, younger (laughs) um, current way to say this is you're damned if you do or you're damned if you don't. I... I... (laughs) I always hesitate to present something to you that feels a little hopeless or um, 
defeating because my whole goal is that we're seeking the joy out in any situation and we're trying to rethink about the things we struggle with so that we're framing them in new ways so that we can get motion and momentum that I talked about in the last episode. But the reason I wanted to lean into this and bring this up a little bit is because with this sort of underwhelmed, overwhelmed, weird fine line that we walk, there is a little bit of you're damned if you do and you're damned if you don't. And the best illustration I can give of this is personally meal planning. I literally shut down at any suggestion of meal planning. It's absolute overwhelm, absolute paralysis. I can have 800 monkeys trying to explain to me why it's so easy and I'm trying to make it too hard and it's not as hard as I'm making it out to be, but my brain completely freezes at the thought of meal planning. That's the paralyzed overwhelm. And since I refuse to go that direction because it's an absolute gridlock, my underwhelm side of existence and my family has learned to put up with this is you can ask me at five o'clock on any given day and I will have no clue what I'm planning to fix for dinner. Drives them batty. I might say it drives me batty. (laughs) But I suddenly get pushed against that. This is urgent. I actually have to react to this deadline. We are getting hungry. We are expected to eat. And so I whip something together. Sometimes it's fabulous. Sometimes it's creative. Sometimes it's cereal. Sometimes it's takeout. But guess what? We ate. We all ate. (laughs) We are nourished. And so because I'm at that point picking the lesser of two evils, I'm going to lean into the underwhelm and keep knocking myself into this brick wall of urgency where I suddenly come up with an idea and scramble to get it together and hope that I have all the ingredients and fix. Because the opposite is the greater evil for me because I can not get my head wrapped around meal planning. Some of you have expressed to me, to me this to me, whether you realize you have or not, but your frustration at not creating any kind of cleaning routine and not being able to stick to it and not being able to get that done. And so your life is a series of scrambles when somebody's actually going to come visit. I don't know whether you realize you've done this or not, but to follow or plan or execute a clearly well thought out cleaning routine by a monkey (laughs) paralyzes you. It is overwhelming to you. And so your lesser evil, your catch 22, is to frustrate everybody around you, including yourself, because you work yourself to death to clean up your house before there's an actual deadline. And I are like, Joy, surely there's somewhere in the middle. <laughs> surely there's something I could lead into that is not what I've been doing to myself. But maybe the actual sheer recognition 
of that's actually what's happening. You're not broken. You're not hopeless. You're not evil. (laughs) You are picking the lesser evil of the way your brain works. And if one creates paralysis, then the other is what it is. And that's why in some previous podcasts, I talked about the ad hoc cleaning. And let's reframe it. If nobody visits your house for three months and you don't vacuum, mop, or scrub until the very tail end of those three months, how much damage are you actually doing? I I mean, seriously. (laughs) One might say you're actually improving your family's immunity because they have to be around a little dirt from time to time. Oh, well. It is not... Sorry, the dog's in the background. Um, but it's not, it's not a life or death situation. You're assuming, assuming you're not truly in a health issue or a health crisis. If you're attempting to keep your dishes up enough that you're not getting bugs and you're not, you know, attracting rodents and you're not causing illnesses, you're okay. You're okay. And so I guess my comment is, you know, I like to always leave it with something practical to think of is try to at least reflect on, are there things I can do that are sort of meet in the middle activities? So if, if in the cleaning game, you're like, I'm going to release myself from the fact that I have to follow a cleaning routine and I'm going to release myself from the fact that it all has to be done regularly or it all has to be done at once. And once a week, I vacuum. And then in the next week, I'll scrub bathrooms. And in the following week, I'll actually like do a deep clean of the kitchen. But I'm never going to do all three of those in the same week. And I'm never until a guest arrives. But I'm, I'm sort of keeping enough up that it's not disastrous. Or... In the whole food prep scenario, what I've started doing for myself is I will write down what I fixed after it's all over, (laughs) like the end of the week or the end of the evening. If I'm in my planner, I'll be like, hey, tonight we had this and the next night we had that. And then if I want a food plan, I could just flip back to some old weeks in my planner and go, oh, look, what if I just follow this? What if I say I'm going to repeat this particular week? It took it out of me planning it, and it was just logging it. And then I decided to follow an old, an old week of meals. There are ways around, and we're really, really creative, so use it. But just recognize that you're not broken. Another thing that we can do when we find ourselves really, really stuck and we're, we're needing to sort of do something more to jog ourselves out of it, I want us to examine what are the things that are good for me to do that help me keep my brain in check on a regular basis. So is it getting outside? Like I know when I got in that paralysis last week, it's been really, really cold here. I'm usually out walking my dogs at least once a day, and I didn't have that because I didn't want to get out in that cold of a cold. They still have the backyard, and they're lovely, but it just, 
just doing those things that are good for you. Another thing I noticed is I was really feeling good at the end of last year. And that's when I was taking, you know, my little magic mind shots every single day with my coffee. And then life happened. I I let them run out. I didn't renew them. I should have put them on a subscription and I didn't. And I realized like the harder stuff for me, I was doing more when I had that little shot of concentration and that shot of energy and that shot of focus. I was like, hey, I need to I need to get that back again. That's a simple one for me to put back into place. If that's something that you're like, oh, I hadn't heard you talk about that before, or I remember you talking about it, but I hadn't tried it. They are actually doing a thing in January. (laughs) And I almost missed it because this is going out on January 23rd. But if you want to take advantage of it, while it's still happening, you could essentially get a month free when you subscribe for three months. So if you subscribe and say, I'm going to do this for myself for three months, you'll get one additional month free. You get there by going to magicmind.com slash all caps J-A-N. And then this is back to lowercase Joy's Home. And then when it asks for your code, you say Joy Loving. And that will give you that extra month free. And then it's also an extra 20% off anytime you decide to use that Joy Loving code. But take advantage of the January if you're thinking of trying it. So that's going away on the 31st. And I'm so sorry I'm letting you know about this so late. But they have graciously agreed to sponsor me again. I'm excited to continue taking it myself. I will let you know again very soon if I notice that difference coming back once I get back into routine. But like the getting myself outside, like the taking of my magic mind, exercise is another good one. I know we resist it, but we all know we feel better once we force ourselves to do it. Even if it's 10 minutes of meditation, eating well, getting enough sleep. I know insomnia is a big thing for us. So getting enough sleep is huge. All of those things can help us navigate those lesser evils and that attempt to balance a little bit more. So try those things. I'm going to stop here because I've gotten to this habit now where I'm making these podcasts last a little longer than normal. So I'm going to stop. I hope that you can reflect on those and kind of see at least reframing that I may not be doing a monkey style routine, but I'm doing the better choice of the choices I have in my catch 22. I could be completely paralyzed or I could be doing things inconsistently. I'll take doing things inconsistently and that's okay. Have some grace there. I'll put all the details in the show notes that you needed. If you want to jump into the magic mind until next time, continue to choose joy.